0: Hey, This is Gratuitous. Welcome to Music Production Made Simple, the show that focuses on best practices about music production, which is based on FL Studio. If you're wanting to become the best producer you could be, subscribe and listen weekly. You can also check out my courses, which teach you the principles and basics of music production that'll get you up and running quickly. In addition, I also have books on Amazon and tons of music on Spotify. Always feel free to hit me up at hi at itsgratuitous.com. So let's get into the episode. All right, hey, what's up, everybody? Gratuitous here, and welcome to episode number eight in this podcast series of uh, Music Production Made Simple. So, this episode is about do beat makers like do we need to know the piano as a beat maker to make beats okay it's a really interesting question it's kind of like a yes and no kind of question i'm going to get into it in a second i first want to share some stuff uh before we get into the episode okay so the first thing i want to share with you is i released a free serum bank so if you guys use serum the actual bank is called endow e-n-d-o-w it's totally free on youtube again i will leave all the links that I mentioned in this episode, in this episode's page, resource links on my actual website. It's 25 free, free presets for you guys. It's called Endow, and it's a free serum bank. Um, in addition, I'm also going to be talking about my piano course, okay, in this in this episode. And if you guys want a coupon, uh, just use the coupon Endow, E-N-D-O-W. This piano course, has it's been like my best-selling course over the years. I've had over 5,000 students enroll into it, and it's helped a lot of people. It's had amazing reviews and stuff. Like that, so again, this episode is all going to be about learning the piano and from a you know, kind of like from a beat maker's perspective. But if you want to take the course, again, just use the coupon INDOW, endow and you'll save 40%. Okay, um, another thing I want to share is I also bought Massive X that was recently released by Native Instruments, and I kind of got a little bit excited about it because I was like, oh, it's a new, uh, you know, a brand new VST. I was actually going to create some free presets for you guys and put them there on YouTube for you guys, just like I've done with Serum, uh, that Endow Bank I just mentioned, that's my sixth free Serum Bank that's on YouTube for you guys, um, but again, I was going to do like the same thing with Massive X, and me personally, I was actually really, really unhappy with how Native Instruments released the product. Over the years, I've never really liked Native Instruments for myself, for, for products. I've just never liked, you know, how their actual products like looked, how it kind of integrated with FL Studio. And I don't know, I've just never liked their approach to the music industry. The reason why I didn't like Massive X was there was no visualness to it, right? That's a big uh complaint you'll hear with a lot of people, especially when it comes to like the ADSR envelopes and stuff. It's just it was a static, you know, and it's like this is a huge company, right? So like, you know, they're releasing a VST. that's like 200 bucks in Canadian dollars. And I was just not happy with, with that. You know, which just kind of show that this was a rushed product. The next thing I didn't like was there's no user manual at the moment. So, you know, again, I was wanting to learn to create you know presets put them into a bank and release for free for you guys and there's no user manual so i didn't know how to like you know put them into like a custom folder so i could just like give you guys a download link um at the moment all i could figure out was it was just storing into like the user folder i just didn't like it okay the next thing was there was a crazy amount of cpu usage like when i would open it up in fl studio like it would take a while to load and then, for example, if I would compare that to Serum, Serum would open instantly. So it was just like, okay, this is this is not cool. This is a brand new product. You guys even took extra long, like they were supposed to release it before, but they put it on hold because, you know, I guess they figured, well, we want to make this perfect. Um, and by no means uh, is, is it perfect. And the last thing I want to say is, so I actually have two co- computers, so... I have one, which I'm talking to you on right now. This is like my main music production computer. It's like the beast. Um, I actually have a video. I created a video on YouTube showing how I I purchased all the parts and I put it all together with you. And I walk you through step by step. So if you guys want to check out that video, um, I'll leave the link in the resource section. Um, But I couldn't even get Native Instruments Like the, it's called Native Access. That's how you use their tools. You download their software and then you use that software to install uh, tools like that you've purchased. I couldn't even get Native Access to work on this computer, which is a beast, right? Like, this is an amazing computer I'm on right now. And it's just like, I can't even get it to work. So I actually had to install Massive X on my other computer, get it up and running. And, you know, it was cool. Like, I like the sounds and stuff. But in terms of being ready to be released to the public, I don't think it's ready. And I don't think that's fair to the users. So, at the end of the day, I actually asked for a refund for Max for Massive X, and they actually honored it, which was nice. I pretty much told them my points, and I'm pretty sure that they kind of realized, like, yeah, we rushed this. So, I got my money back. I no longer have Massive X. Just to give you guys a little update. The last thing I want to share before we get into this podcast is, again, you guys can always support this podcast for $5 a month. Just come to itsgratuitous.com forward slash podcast. You guys will see a subscribe button there, and you guys can support this podcast for $5 a month, Okay. Okay, so let's get into the podcast. So do you need to know piano as a beat maker to make beats? Okay, so obviously, this is like a yes and no question. Many producers can make beats without knowing improvisation. But in the long term, I personally feel it's like a hindrance because, you know, you're not learning like music theory, you're not understanding chords, you're not understanding how you can kind of integrate, you know, the power of Music, you know, like you're, you're always kind of guessing with these notes, like, you know, especially for myself, when I first started up, it was kind of always, always I was always just kind of trying to find different notes that, I, that would work, but I never really knew the notes I was actually allowed to play. And at the end of the day, like, the longer you put it off, like, really, like, the more potential, like, you're missing. And especially if you start growing and you start working with other producers, you know, like, they might know uh, the piano. They might know some music theory, some chords, some scales, all that stuff. And you might always kind of be, you know, kind of blinded to this stuff. And, you know, it might be a little bit embarrassing, like, the longer you go on. So it's really important so that you understand you know how a piano works at like a basic level um, so you can at least kind of have that conversation or you know just talk that way okay so I want to talk about what's the goal of a producer playing a piano because if we just quickly talk about a classical piano player to uh, a beat maker okay trying to learn the piano there's similarities as well as there's differences okay and the thing is if you're trying to learn the piano as a classical piano player into your beats this is going to be really really hard because as a beat maker so this is what i feel as a beat maker when it comes to learning the piano so we as a beat maker we're wanting to learn like catchy loops we're wanting to learn improvisation okay improvisation means being able to just play the piano and not know uh you know where you're going but you can make it still sound good okay like you you kind of know what notes you're allowed to play and you can improvise you can just create a song right on the spot that is being a beat maker, okay? You want to learn improvisation to create, you know, catchy loops, catchy melodies, all that kind of stuff. The next thing you want to know as a beat maker is knowing what notes that you can play at what time and in what scales, okay? How to count beats is really, really important, as well as different variations of chords, which is called inversions. So every single chord has three uh, chords, okay? So for example, you have like the root position, you have like the first inversion and the second inversion, then it goes back to the root position, this is a really cool technique to create that same chord sound, but it's just kind of like a little little bit higher. And many times that's a really powerful trick for one, just a different sound, or for two, when it comes to mixing purposes, you can play that same chord, but a little bit higher, which makes it maybe easier to mix, okay? Because if all the chords are kind of within the same uh, notes, you know, your music can start kind of sounding, uh, you know, maybe a little bit muddy or, you know, you get a lot of frequency masking, but if you start using things like inversions, you can kind of spread those chords out a little bit and you give your frequencies, you know, kind of more space to play with, okay? It's kind of a cool little trick. Okay, so that's some of the kind of uh, things when you know when you're trying to learn the piano as a beat maker. Those are like like the main elements that you want to learn. Okay, now I just want to talk about my piano course just for a little bit. Okay, because in all honesty, like I'm saying, it's helped so many people, and I just want to talk about what I share and what I teach you in uh, that course because you know to learn the piano it is like a visual thing. It's going to be hard to learn even over like this podcast episode, but I am going to talk about some things to get you going if you do just want to learn on your own. Okay, so first of all, the course is called Learn Piano for Beatmakers and Producers, okay? It's had over 5,000 students enroll, and it's been like my best-selling course. Again, you guys can use the coupon INDOW, E-N-D-O-W, you guys will save 40% off the course on my own website again that's for the single purchase so on my website you guys can purchase the membership it's just $10 a month you guys get access to all the course there's no contract or anything and you guys can cancel anytime or you guys can purchase the single course and this is where you can use that coupon in Dow. okay so what this course teaches is what notes that you're allowed to play okay because when we look at the piano how it works is that there's you're actually you have to actually pick a scale okay and within that scale you're only allowed a certain amount of notes to play so inside an octave there's 12 notes okay and it just repeats Every single octave, whether you go up or down. So, for example, if you're playing a C4 to a C5, the C5 is just higher, but it's just double the frequency. Okay. So, for example, A4 is an easy one to understand because A4 is 440 hertz. If you go to A5, now you're playing 880 hertz. So, it just doubles in frequency. And that is why you can play them together and they sound like kind of like in unison. So, that's a really hard thing for new producers is knowing what notes that you're allowed to play. Okay. So, I'll quickly talk about the C major scale. So C major is the easiest one to understand and that's because there's only white notes. But when I got, you know, when I first got started playing piano, I didn't know how to add the black notes in and the problem was I was playing in C major, which means that there's only white notes, so you can't play the black notes and that's why it was always sounding bad. Um, but in the course I break down, you know, how these scales work and how you can learn to play the piano so that you know what notes you're allowed to play, okay? Um, I teach you improvisation with both the left and the right hand, which is huge. You know, as a producer, you want to be able to know what notes you're allowed to play, how to actually improvise, and, you know, for example, like, let's kind of get rid of the drum loops and stuff for example like you want to be able to sit here on a piano and improvise okay you want to be able to play chords you want to know what chords that you're allowed to play and just kind of flow okay and then again I show you how to play with the right hand as well as the left hand. I break down, you know, major, minor scales, major and minor chords, again, revealing how you can actually use these from a beatmaker's perspective and get up and running, okay? Now I'm going to talk about, you know, where should you start if you want to learn the piano, okay? Again, all these points relate pretty much to this course as well, okay? So where should you start if you want to learn the piano? So first of all, you want to learn how scales work. So scales tell you what notes you're allowed to play, okay? So again, like I was saying, there's 12 notes per octave, okay? But a scale, you actually only have seven notes that you're allowed to play. And depending what scale you choose, so first of all, you choose like a key. So for example, let's say the key is C, and then let's say we have either go major or minor. In our case, let's say we go minor, Uh, All these scales now you only have seven notes that you're allowed to play and these tell you the notes that you're allowed allowed to play. It also tells you the type of chord and in addition to the type of chord what I mean is it will tell you that is that chord a major or a minor. Okay so again it's it's a little bit confusing just listening when you can actually visually see It, it makes it more sense but so the first place you want to start is to learn scales okay and know what notes that you're allowed to play and the chords that you're allowed to play and the easiest one to start off with is c major because there's no black notes and because there's no black notes that means that there's only white notes and that's telling you that when you play your chords you have to make sure that your chords only have white notes you can't add black notes with those chords okay really this is probably like the most common problem with musicians and this is where you know, for myself, like I was saying, when I first started up, I didn't know the different notes and stuff because like I'm saying, like when I was playing the piano, when I first got started, I was playing just the white notes and it was super easy. It was like, OK, well, I can always play these chords and it always sounds good. But I didn't know how to add the black notes in. It's really simple. It was just because I was in the scale of C major. So once you understand how scales work and what notes you know, you're know you allowed to play, it opens up a world of opportunity. You will now be able to actually improvise on a piano. It's such an amazing uh, feeling, okay? And I'll pass on a really, really cool tip to you guys. So every single major scale actually has an opposite minor scale. And for example, like we said, C major has only white notes. Well, actually, A minor has only white notes, OK, so it's kind of cool. So every single major scale has an opposite minor scale, which kind of makes it confusing because if you were to ask the question, it's like, well, are you actually playing in C major or are you actually playing in A minor? And a really awesome tool to visually be able to see what uh, scales are available to you and what notes are within that scale is on pianoworld.com. So into Google, just type in Piano World Scale Helper. And this has been an amazing tool. This is actually the tool I use with you inside of the course Learn From learn piano for beat makers and producers. Okay. And I walk through the piano world scale helper, and I show you that, you know, what scales that are available and how to actually see the notes uh, that you're allowed to play. And then in addition to push it further, what chords that you're allowed to play within that scale. Okay. Because again, there's a difference between a major and a minor chord. uh, And sometimes a major chord is not in that scale. Again, a little bit confusing when you're just getting started up, but again, I break it all down for you in the course. So This is a cool little trick that I've discovered over the years is I actually recommend learning one scale and sticking to it because since we have our music programs, it's really easy to transpose like our notes. So for example, if we always play within one scale, um, you know, if you want to change it to a different scale, it's really easy inside of music programs. Okay, And the reason why I say that is because learning improvisation is all about muscle memory. So we want to constantly ingrain these notes into our mind, because as you're playing the piano, you want to know what notes that you're allowed to play, okay? And the thing is, as a beat maker, like there's not enough time to learn how to play the piano well and learn all the scales and make beats at the same time, okay? So why I tell you uh, to learn one scale is because it builds that muscle memory, it allows you to practice, and you can achieve your goal of learning the piano. So I'll give you kind of a little insider's tip. So I actually like to play My music in the scale of C minor. I like the sound of C minor. I know the notes. Uh, I have some white notes. I have some black notes. And the reason why I like that is because as you are actually improvising on a piano, when you have white and black notes to play, you can actually feel on the piano where you are. But whereas when you are playing C major, again, only white notes, just think about it. Like, you know, if you put your hands on the piano and look away, it's like you have actually, you have no idea where your hands are on a piano. But as soon as you start adding some black notes in, you're instantly able to feel where you kind of are on the piano. Okay. So that's a cool little tip. Okay. Again, it's all about just kind of building that muscle memory. And when you practice, you'll eventually be able to start flowing. Um, and when you first start learning, you want to learn a couple scales, you know, to see how it all works. Okay. You know, so for example, like if this is all brand new information to you, I want you to actually learn different scales. You know, go to like uh, G major, G minor, C major, C minor, D major, D minor. Like learn these different scales, learn, you know, what's in them, learn how to play with them a little bit, okay? But at the end of the day, you'll eventually want to stick with just one because again, as a beat maker, it's all about muscle memory. It's about improvisation. It's about knowing how to create catchy loops. And if you just stick with that one scale, it's really easy to convert to these different scales okay you know really if you if you really want to get intense maybe you want to get you want to learn like one major scale and then one minor scale and you want to be able to play those fluently so those are just some tips that i have figured out along the years and it's really helped me uh learn the piano faster and again since we have our music production programs we're we're in total control of our midi notes okay So I want to give you guys just a little bit of a background uh, to me when I started learning the piano. Okay, so at a really young age, my mom put me in piano lessons and I I hated it. I didn't like it at all, Um, but it did benefit me because I was able to learn like the notes on a piano and how a piano works. You know, again, like I'm saying, so you have 12 notes and that's one octave when you go up to like that same note, but just up higher. Now you're up an octave or you can go lower. And a piano just repeats over and over like that. OK, some of the main reasons why I didn't like uh, the piano lessons was I didn't like playing another person's music like that's just boring to me. Uh, the next thing is I didn't like the repetitive practicing. You know, you're always trying to learn a perfect timing. But again, at the end of the day, it did benefit me. You know, I knew how to count like one, two, three, four, stay in time. You know, especially uh, if you're practicing with like a metronome, which is a really cool thing to do. It allows you to play your music in time. But at the end of the day, like I didn't like being forced into like, you know, reading this music and sitting there and playing someone else's music. So when I first got into learning the piano, uh, these piano lessons, I think I was probably like five years old and I think I did it until maybe I was like seven or eight. And then I told my mom, like, I want to quit. Like, I I hated it. Okay. And then music was not really a part of my life for many, many years. It was probably near like the end of high school. A friend introduced me to FL Studio and, you know, I started making beats Um, And then once, you know, I got like a MIDI keyboard, you know, I was able to kind of hit some notes and stuff like that. But, you know, I couldn't figure out why I couldn't play the black notes like I was already saying, you know. And the problem was I was playing in C major, right? So because in C major only has white notes, you can't play the black notes because you're in C major. So when you're actually making a beat, you have to make sure to pick a scale and key uh, beforehand. and Then you can start making your beat because now you know what notes that you're allowed to play, Okay so again you know I started making beats couldn't figure out you know why I couldn't play the black notes and it was kind of cool there was a lady down my street and at the time you know I was talking to her about like the piano whatever and she gave me actually a few lessons and she explained how chords and scales worked okay so now I was you know, I understood why I couldn't play certain notes within certain scales. You know, the whole problem with C major being white notes only. And it was now up to me to practice improvisation, okay? So now I was able to understand the notes that I'm allowed to play. Now it's just a matter of learning, you know, different rhythms, different melodies, and how to incorporate kind of like the left and right hand Um, now the right hand was a lot easier to understand for these different chords and different inversions the problem was it was really hard to blend like the left hand into the equation of playing like with the right hand and the reason for that like so you know with the left hand like I didn't know the different techniques I could play like for fullness like with the left hand or how to blend like the right and left hand together like smoothly and just in general it was hard to play like the left and right hand you know at the same time So this is why I'm trying to tell you that muscle memory is extremely important. And the cool thing with muscle memory is after a couple months of practice, like you will find like there's like that one day that will come where you feel like a huge improvement in your skills, okay? And it takes a lot of practice to actually feel this result, okay? So for myself, like, you know, I usually practice the piano every day. I usually just sit down and even if it's just like for 10 minutes, it's just a matter of just constantly keep moving your fingers on the keys and understanding and just keep practicing. And then eventually, like I'm saying, like that one day will kind of come where you It's kind of like a milestone. You're all of a sudden just like, oh, like it's all kind of flowing a little bit. I'm starting to understand now. I'm not saying that you're that you're becoming really good. I'm just saying that, you know, for your own practice, all of a sudden, like you'll you'll kind of start to feel like this improvement come upon your skills. Right. And as you continue, you know, it will keep growing and growing and it'll get better and better and better. Okay, so again, that's why I say, you know, you want to learn like one scale and practice it to build this muscle memory so that you can really push forward and really you know excel with the piano okay so where I am today now even speaking to you right now so now I can actually improvise on a piano very well I can create melodies which are tailored to beat making so I just want to share a quick demo reel I created just yesterday um, for my premium serum presets I'm going to be selling it on uh, ADSR sounds and stuff like that and in order to you know sell these presets typically you need to create some type of demo uh, you know to kind of Present the presets and like show what they're capable of. And you know, I created this in about maybe an hour, an hour and a half. Okay. So here it is. (laughs) So I hope this episode inspires you guys to learn the piano. Again, you guys can check out this episode's resource links to view the course, the Learn Piano for Beatmakers and Producers. Again, you guys can use the coupon Endow, E-N-D-O-W, to save 40% off of the the single course purchase on my website. There's also the free Serum Bank I shared with you. It's also called Endow. The reason why the coupon is the same is just just to celebrate the release of the Serum Bank. And again, you guys can save 40% off of the piano course. You know, again, I teach you all about how to improvise as a beatmaker. I've had over 5,000 students enroll. I've had so many five stars reviews to that course and it's helped a lot of people, okay? You guys can always email me at hi at itsgratuitous.com if you guys have any questions with any of this stuff as well, okay? Um, also I'm gonna be leaving a link about uh, you know, my custom music production computer, how I put it all together. And also, if you guys want to check out my premium serum bank, it's called Premium Serum Presets Volume 1 um, by me, Gratuitous, okay? So I hope you guys like this episode about learning the piano. Again, it's hard to actually show you guys (laughs) just by talking, but in general... That's the kind of stuff that you want to learn, okay? So you want to learn, you know, how to create catchy loops, how to improvise. You want to know scales and the notes that are within that scale so that you guys can improvise. Then like, you know, like the actual notes that you're allowed to play within your beat. Um, again, a cool trick I've just discovered over the years is, you know, especially being a, a beat maker is just learning one scale, sticking to it and really building that muscle memory because it's really easy to transpose your MIDI notes to whatever you want once it's actually in your computer. It's just all about learning these melodies and creating catchy loops right because then once it's in your computer then it's up to you with, with what you want to do you can change your sounds you can change notes you can change their lengths etc cetera, etc cetera, right so again hopefully you guys you know get inspired by this hopefully it improves your piano skills I'm gratuitous Thanks for checking out this episode and I will talk to you in the next episode. Thanks for checking out the episode. If you had any questions, visit itsgratuitous.com slash podcast, select an episode and submit your question at the bottom of the page to the contact form. If you'd like to take my FL Studio courses, see my current studio and podcasting gear, read my books or are interested in lessons, visit the link itsgratuitous.com slash learning. That page will redirect you to more info and resources. I hope the best with your productions. I'm Gratuitous and I'll see you in the next episode.